it's Rachel here with your radio sisters, and I don't know about you, but I'm ready for the Mulberry Lane Show. (laughs) Well, a big warm sister hug to you for joining us, the sisters today. And if you're hanging out here with us right now, you're a part of the fam. And if you're a part of the family, then you got to do us a favor. All this weekend, we want you to be kind to yourself. 100%. And give yourself a break from those critical thoughts and Mm self-judgments. This is a self-judgment-free zone. You said it. And you guys know when you get those critical thoughts out of the way, when you push them aside, your mind opens up to the possibilities. So true, Allie. And guys, the guests stopping by your weekend are going to help you open your mind, see the possibilities, and chase down those big dreams. That's what we want for you. Okay, well, let's get to the guests, sisters. Let's do it, Bo. The Mulberry Lane shows on Celebrity story songs You're gonna have it going on When we tell you who's stopping by now First up today, Richard Williams of the iconic rock band, Kansas Now you know Kansas best for this hit And of course this one And there are so many others. Now, it's the 40th anniversary celebration of the iconic Kansas album, the six times platinum point of no return. And you can be a part of it, hear the whole thing in its entirety this weekend at the Orpheum in Omaha. But first, hang out with Rich Williams, guitarist and co-founder of Kansas. Today, you're going to hear some of the behind-the-scenes stories on the songs Carry On, Wayward Son, and Dust in the Wind. And let me tell you, if you are from the Midwest, like we are, like Rich Williams is, he is going to give you a pep talk today about what you have to be happy about and what you have to offer the world in coming from the Midwest. Cheers to that. Okay, sisters, who's next? Then it's Girl Talk time. You're going to hang out with Grammy-nominated country artist Ashley Monroe. Now, she's known for her solo work, plus her work with Miranda Lambert as Pistol Annie's. I'm hell on hell, say what you will. I done made the devil a deal. He made me pretty, he made me smart. And I'm going to break me a million hearts. I'm hell on hills, baby, I'm coming for you. On October 11th, Pistolani's, along with Miranda Lambert and Marin Morris, are coming to the Pinnacle Bank Arena in Lincoln. It's a concert you guys don't want to miss. It's all about the girl power, and man, does she bring it today. Ashley talks about Nashville. She talks about being a singer-songwriter, country radio, and how Nashville women are really having a moment right now. They're supporting each other. And if you work with a lot of women, you're going to love what she says about women supporting women. Charming interview, front to back. So stay tuned for that a little later in the show. All right, well, Allie, you have some advice for us this week. So earlier this week, the kiddos and I stopped to have some rolled ice cream. Oh. This is a new thing. The and frozen. Yes, the frozen ice cream that they roll out. It's kind of a novelty, and it's actually really delicious. Anyway, so Clover, my six-year-old, she's not the neatest eater, and a lot of times she gets, like, <laughs> super messy, and her so hands true. get messy and all of that. And I think she personally thinks it's funny. So anyway, afterwards, she was like, I have sticky hands. And I was like, okay, I'll get you a wet wipe and all of that. And Luke, her older brother, said, you know what, Clover, you don't only have sticky hands. Clover, you have a sticky heart because once people meet you, they stick to you and they want to be around you. 
So I would like us to all this week focus on having sticky hearts (laughs) and to be so full of kindness and love that people want to stick around and just hang out with you all the time. All right. I love it. Yeah. So it's the sticky heart week and you guys stick right there because we're going to be right back with the heart of Kansas. That's right. (laughs) Richard Williams of the rock band Kansas is going to join your weekend right here on the Mulberry Lane Show when we come back from the break. We'll meet you back here right around the corner. I'm Bo here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie. Back in a flash. is brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology, Advanced Comprehensive Medical, Surgical, and Cosmetic Dermatologic Care. BraddockFinnegan.com It's your weekend getaway, guys. You're hanging out here on the Mulberry Lane Show. It's Allie along with your radio sisters, Rachel and Bo. Glad you're here with us. Well, guys, it's the 40th anniversary celebration of the iconic Kansas album, Point of No Return. And you can be a part of it October 5th at the Orpheum in Omaha. But first, hang out with Rich Williams, guitarist and co-founder of Kansas, the band that brought you Dust in the Wind and one of the five most played rock radio songs of all time, Carry On, Wayward Son. So, guys, let's get to it. Welcome, welcome to the show, Rich Williams. Of Kansas. Very silly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time we've gotten that reaction. Yes. <laughs> well, it just popped in my head. The reason I said that was we were recording an album with Andrew Powell, who was collaborator with Alan Parsons in Alan Parsons Project. Okay. Him and, and a engineer named Nigel, very stuffy Englishman. Okay. And so we were just getting set up and getting headphone mixes before we started recording. And so we were all just kind of jamming, playing away. We're all in different booths and, you know, tearing it up. And finally we were done, and you hear the microphone click, and it was the engineer goes, very steady. <laughs> just completely dismissing what we had just done. And that left a scar, a deep scar that yes. I share now. <laughs> you have to pass it on. Love it. <laughs> it's funny how those things that happen in the studio, you know, they stay with you and become a thing for a long time. Oh, yeah, another one. You know, you're sitting there trying to do something, and you're starting to waste a little time. All of a sudden, uh, it was another British engineer, and he goes, your cab's here. (laughs) (laughs) Total deadpan. (laughs) So, Rich, guys, your reviews have been just phenomenal on this tour. So what is it like, you know, playing Point of No Return, front to back, seeing what you've created from the vantage point you're at now? Well, it's been great. It was kind of a surprise to us. Uh, we did an album called The Prelude Implicit three years ago. Okay. And we thought, okay, how are people going to know it's out? And we need to be able to perform this. So in order to fill the house with Kansas fans, we need to do something special. So at the time, it was the 40th anniversary of the Left Overture album. So we okay. thought, well, we're going to pick 12, 15 cities, and we're going to do the 40th anniversary of the Left Overture album. And so that will draw people in. And... With that, that will give us the opportunity to play some new material. Sure. And it was very successful, and we got to play a lot of new stuff. But then we kept getting calls for promoters. Well, we wound up doing that for over two years. Wow. Uh, it just kept growing and growing until uh-huh. finally we said, okay, enough of this. This is now the 40th anniversary of Point of Return, so let's just continue let's the process. Let's just do it again. And so we revamped the set with different things, and now ending the set with Point instead. And 
we started over a year ago with this, uh-huh. and it's actually going into next year. Wow. You know, four legs of this tour. And we're going to try to pull the plug, you know, again, at 100 days of mm-hmm. just this particular tour. <laughs> so it's been fantastic. you got to love it. What was 12 days turned into over 200. Isn't that great? Well, we would be out on the road anyway, but the success of this, and it's fun. It's a long night. We've still over two-hour show. We come out with an acoustic set that morphs into what we call the rock set, which is just material from our career. Right. Then the last 45 minutes or so is point of return in its entirety. It's like the perfect concert for the Kansas fan. Yeah, it's great for anybody that's a fan of Kansas. They get to hear a bit of it all. Yeah. Right. So now when you do go back to the album and play some of the songs that, you know, maybe weren't the radio hits, have any of the songs changed meanings or morphed in any way for you? What stands out, I think, is you know, back in the days of yore, there was two sides to an album. And so you had the opening track. Well, we need something to close side A. <sighs> and then, OK, now we flip it over. What's a good opening track for side B? What's the best ending song for the entire album? So you had to think in linear terms of two sides. Right. Whereas now, a CD is a beginning to an end, or uh-huh. just streaming an album. There's a beginning and an end. Right. So when you're going, why did we sequence it like this? <laughs> oh, that's right, because there was two sides. <laughs> yeah, the framework is we, different. We would have done it probably differently had to, we known. For today, right. Uh, at the time, it would be vinyl forever. You could not have predicted this. Had I been able to, I'd have my own island somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My own kingdom, in fact. Yes. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Rich Williams of Supergroup Kansas here on the Mulberry Lane Show. So now songs like Dust in the Wind and Carry On Wayward Son have touched, you know, generations very deeply. What magic did you guys create and did you know it when you recorded it? With Wayward Son, we had been working on the album Leftover and had studio time booked. And we were... Uh, had been going through a lot of material and saying yes to this and no to that, and we were pretty far along, and actually it was the last day of rehearsal before we packed up. Carrie walked in and said, I have one more song, and everybody, oh. <laughs> we were tired of, you know, going through material, and we thought we had enough for the album, and, you know, well, fine. We started going through Wayward Son, and it's like, wow, this has got a lot of promise here, so we, we sort of learned it, packed up our stuff, and left. So we get to the studio, and usually you set up the drums and you're, you're going for drum tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of an assembly line process. Okay, it's guitar day, and I might cut guitar on eight songs that day. Okay. After the basic tracks are done. And so, okay, now it's keyboard days for the next couple of days. And so it's an assembly line because you can't set up the drums, do a song, and then move on and then set the drums back up again. Right. Because you want the consistent sound. Yeah. And so it was. Uh, Okay, it's time for that new song. We are all you know, playing along with, so we can have a band feel. And we were learning the song as we went because we really had learned it. And so we were putting together the structure of what it's going to be. And what if we start with an acapella? Mm-hmm. But uh, really, the version on the album is probably the first time we played it correctly. Wow. Okay, <laughs> but you got it right that time. Next. Wow. Well, you know, there was but, probably an energy to that take that was there, too. Well, that's just what the thing is. Uh, you know, playing live in that fashion and or being over-rehearsed sometimes can kind of make a, a recording flat. Right. That's why I've always liked about our live recording is there is an urgency there. Everybody's mm-hmm. going, this is being recorded right now. Right. I can't screw up. You know, I've got to keep up. All of those things created an energy, almost a 
panic. Yes. That gives things an edge. And then as you're doing it well and doing it right, you're getting toward the end, and it's like, don't mess up, don't mess up. We're almost there. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Well, and again, back in the older days, especially for the drum tracks, you couldn't, okay, well, just punch me in here. You had to get it from beginning to end. You had, had to six, do it right. Songs. It's a lot of pressure on Phil, the drummer. Uh-huh. You, know, you get close to the end and you panic and the wheels fall off the wagon and now you got to start over. Right. Uh-huh. And everybody's mad at you. <laughs> yeah, the cost of tape was expensive and the clock is ticking. And then for Dust in the Wind, a similar situation where we had been learning, working up and accepting or dismissing d- different songs for the, for the Point album. Mm-hmm. And one day Carrie just walks in and goes, I've got another song. It's, uh, I just want to throw this on the pile and you know, I, we probably won't do this. This is not what we do. It's not anything like we've, anything we've done. Uh-huh. And he just had a reel-to-reel tape of him loosely finger-picking the song. And he had a lyric sheet. And Kerry is not known for his vocals. He was kind of falsetto singing. Steve was reading the lyrics, and he was done. And even in that raw form, Dave Hope said, where's that song been? And we all said, that's our next single. We so knew you it. knew it. You felt it. Instantly, the first time we heard it. Wow. That song was a great song. And everybody great. agreed. Oh, yeah. On the first listen, we knew. Yeah. Oh, that what a good story. story. Yeah. More of that coming your way right after the break. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. Your place to get an inside look at creative dreams. I close my eyes Only for a moment and the moment's gone All my dreams Pass before my eyes a curiosity Dr. Mary Finnegan of Braddock Finnegan Dermatology is here to tell you about Aqua Gold. So Aqua Gold is a small vial that has small stainless steel needles that are finer than a human hair in which we can leave product in the surface of the skin. The procedure takes about 15 minutes for the whole face. It gives a very dewy look, an airbrushed look. There's mild redness, otherwise no downtime at all. Aqua Gold at Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. That's Braddock Finnegan. Find the harmony here on the Mulberry Lane Show. I'm Bo here with my sisters Rachel and Allie. In the middle of a chat with rock and roll supergroup Kansas, Rich Williams is here, co-founder and guitarist, giving you an up-close and personal peek behind the scenes. And don't forget Kansas is coming to the Orpheum Theater in Omaha this weekend. But first, let's get back with more from Rich Williams of Kansas. So now band members have come and gone, but yet Kansas goes on. And you are one of two members that has not left the group. So first of all, what do you chalk that up to? Are you a loyal guy? And then why do you Uh, think the music just transcends? Well, we are fortunate to have some songs that were well-written, kind of timeless. They don't describe a particular time. And, yeah, there are some songs that, you know, when you're singing when you're 23 years old, sound a little trite and stupid when you're in your 60s. Yeah. Yeah, we did do a lot of mushy love songs, you know, singing about, how fast our car is and right. things like that. We tried to have material that was a little bit more thought-provoking for the common man mm-hmm. and that had some meaning to it. So that kind of puts it in a... Different category. It, it doesn't define a certain time period. Mm-hmm. It's more of a human thought. 
people wonder about things. Well, you know, why is this? And so it's just thought-provoking. Right. That helps. Mm-hmm. And then you, uh, you've never left the band. So are you a loyal person? You don't like conflict? I don't know that anybody really likes conflict, but I guess I'm used to it. Okay. Conflict doesn't necessarily have to mean the end of anything. It just means you don't agree and you work it out. Uh-huh. Or you agree to disagree. I've always wanted to be part of the team. I was okay. the six, seven people working hard together is a better way of doing something than one person dictating. Right. And so you're I, a I team player, that. basically. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've never demanded things be my way. You know, sitting around the round table and working on material, I love this part, don't like this part. What can we do to make this better? Mm-hmm. Oh, what if we do this? That's the organic process of here's a song, and an open-minded songwriter will go, wow, I never thought about that. That's cool. But if we did that, then we could do this. We take this, we move it over there. And, oh, wait a minute. That process, when you get six minds working instead of one, when you all have kind of a common goal, it's a very exciting process to be creating as a team. Something that's never been created before. And, you know, I think an important component of that, too, is there has to be mutual respect for each other's ideas and talent, too, for that to work. Yeah, and everybody has some form of ego. Some are much bigger than others. <laughs> I'm fortunate that I don't have much of an ego. I just, certain things just, I don't care, fine, whatever. Uh-huh. Right. Where other people, that might be a conflict. It's like, fine, that's fine, I don't care. But yeah. when it comes to certain Kansas things, I can be firm, or not demanding it be my way, but I will... You'll be passionate. Yes, passionate, and I will stick to my guns until... It is proven beyond all doubt, or uh, yeah, everybody else disagrees. So, uh, not, you, you have to trust in the wisdom of the group. Right. Yeah, the inertia of it. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Rich Williams of Rock Supergroup Kansas here on the Mulberry Lane Show. So now you lost your eye in a fireworks accident as a kid. So how did that affect your approach to life and music and even success? Well, it happened at a young enough age to where, I mean, if it happened when I was 50, it might have been traumatic. Okay. But it happened between 7th and 8th grade. And, you know, growing up in the Midwest in the 50s and 60s, I was Beaver Cleaver. I grew up in a rich childhood of just wonder and excitement and exploring and all that. I was still just a kid. And so when the accident happened, the, the doctor came in and said, well, I don't know how to tell you this. We had to remove your eye. Wow. Mm. Um, my thought was, did you keep it? Because I thought I, I could put it in a jar and take it to school. Show mm. everybody. I gotcha. Right. I was not freaked out about it. It was not that traumatic to me in that sense. Uh Okay. And so it was just, okay, next. I continued on with sports and other things. I had to kind of relearn. I had no depth perception anymore, so Uh it took me a while to adapt in that fashion. Does that affect your guitar playing at all? Well, I I had not started playing. Okay, so you learned. I, I don't know what it's like to play guitar with two eyes. Okay. But does it? It does because having no depth perception, like things like tapping, I can't do because you have to be very accurate, and I don't have the depth perception to, to do, do that. that. <sighs> and then I know we don't have a lot of time left. I want to ask you one thing before we let you go. Being a band that came out of the Midwest that blew up huge, do you have any advice for people who are trying to make something happen in any field who are coming from the Midwest? And maybe the coasts don't quite understand what you're doing. Do you have advice for that person? Well, what I know as a fact for me is uh, we were grew up in Midwestern families. Our parents had work values, life mm-hmm. values. 
I grew up naturally dedicated to uh, you make a decision, you stick with it, you, and you work hard, and you continue through it. I didn't have to work at that. That was kind of bred in. In bread, yeah. And I think that's something, to, you know, anyone that wants to do anything in any field coming from the Midwest, know that inside of you, you have some values that people in other places really don't have. And, mm-hmm. and it is to your advantage and to be proud of it. People might snicker, oh, you're from, you know, you're from Kansas, whatever. Don't let it bother you. I mean, it's an advantage to you. And if people doubt your abilities, it's really their mistake. Let them doubt you mm-hmm. because it gives you an advantage. You know that you're not disadvantaged. Yeah, right. And you got to own uh, it and be proud of it. Yeah, and uh, again, just keep your head down and keep working, and you will be noticed because here's someone I know we can count on right. that will follow through. I mean, I'm very, very grateful that I grew up in Topeka, Kansas. I learned a lot in doing that. I don't get caught up in the trends of things. Right. It's just good, honest work. Yes. And do it and keep doing it, taking the next step forward. And things just seem to work out. I had no idea I'd be doing this. Yeah. (laughs) 47 years later. Yeah, it's so amazing. Because I just keep taking the next step. You know, it just it's a natural progress for me. And it's not until I look around backwards and see how far I've walked that I even really notice it. Holy crap. Look at this just in this band for 47 years. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, Rich, we want to thank you so much for joining the show. Just love your words. And I know you guys are working on a new album. So when that's out, we'd love to have you back. Absolutely. Okay. We'll make it a date. Thanks, Rich. Thank you very much. And y'all sing lovely together. Oh, uh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Take care. Rich Williams of Supergroup Kansas. Make sure you check him out this weekend at the Orpheum Theater in Omaha. On the other side of the break, you're going to hang out with Grammy-nominated Nashville singer-songwriter and one-third of the country trio, Pistol Annie's Ashley Monroe. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. Once I rose above the noise and confusion Just to get a glimpse beyond this illusion I was soaring ever higher the Mulberry Lane Show. And did you know you can be a part of our free email list every week where you'll get more sister fun, links to archived radio shows, tips on creativity for your life, and real connection. All you have to do is text the word Mulberry to the number 22828 and then you enter in your email. So join the free Mulberry Lane email newsletter and we'll land in your inbox once a week. Text the word Mulberry to 22828. Find your creative road down Mulberry Lane. Welcome back to the Mulberry Lane Show. It's Rachel here with your radio sisters, Bo and Allie. Let's get back to it. 
Well, Grammy-nominated country artist Ashley Monroe is known for both her solo work and her work with Miranda Lambert and Angelina Presley as the trio Pistol Annies. Well, she's swinging through the Midwest October 11th in Lincoln with the Pistol Annies at the Pinnacle Bank Arena. But first, guys, take a few minutes to catch up with this country songbird. Welcome, welcome to the show, Ashley Monroe. That's so beautiful. Thank you all. <laughs> Thank you. Good okay. to have you. So first off, what can fans expect from the concert at the Pinnacle Bank Arena? Well, I tell you, us three girls, just we just have a lot of fun on stage. We always get chills. We always look at each other's arms, and we always have chills. And <laughs> um, so far on this tour, the fans have just been blowing our minds. We've never really had any hits, quote, you know, really, <laughs> technically. The crowds sing along every word so far it's been pretty amazing we, we let loose yeah this is so cool this is such a girl power tour with miranda lambert Marin morris to neil towns so what has that been like backstage and you know on the buses to paint the picture for us i tell you this and this is really the truth this group of people that is out right now and the girls that are upcoming that i know everyone loves each other respects each other's art fans of each other we all I mean, Miranda got us all really good girly gifts, like amazing makeup and <laughs> makeup wipes and all this stuff. It's just like... I went in. <laughs> I know. I'm so lucky. Like, I already feel like a strong kind of connection between all of us, and we've only really done a few shows together, but okay. I think that we all have the same love of music. Everybody on this tour uh-huh. really sings their heart out. It's a passion it's for all of you. And you know what's really yeah. inspiring is to see women supporting women and really rooting for each other. I think that's something that is a great message that you're sending and spreading around. Yeah, I do think that it's important. I think that there are a lot of women that are working so hard and are so amazing. And Miranda's been really great about giving people a scoop. Like, oh my gosh, have you heard about this girl? Oh my God, you should listen to her. You know, she's always been like that, really. So I think that it's cool that she's you know, at a level in her career where she can just say, okay, I want to bring my girls out this room, you know, and it work. And it, it yeah. be, we and the see fans the are responding. Singing. Yeah. And so far we have seen that. It feels like everyone's feeling the love that we're giving to them. So. Now, it seems like women in country music have had it difficult just, you know, getting airtime on country radio and all those things. So do you think women in country music maybe are starting to have a moment? I think that we're definitely getting our point across. I think that it takes time to make really a, a change sometimes. But I think that refusing to go unnoticed is probably a good start. I've never really had a hit on country radio, but I don't really give country radio all my power anymore. I didn't let it steal my love. I didn't let it make me jaded. I won't give anything to it. I would love to have a hit. And I've actually, I've written songs that have been number one, so I'm so grateful when it happens. Uh But I also, you know, am aware that Pistolini songs, people know the words, and it wasn't on the radio. So the good news is there's beautiful music being made, and I think that people who are wanting to seek out certain things, you they know, find it's it. kind of easier to find these uh-huh. days, yeah. I love that, you know, that you keep your power, really. Yeah, and I always have, and that's not even bashing, I'm not jaded or I'm not bitter in any way, so I don't bash country radio. I can see that it's not even, it's not fair, and I know a lot of things. <laughs> I've been on a lot of radio tours, and I've seen a lot of things, and I'm not going to say anything, because right. I don't want any negative stuff, you know. I love music so much, and it's so pure to me. You stay in that lane. Where it didn't yeah. get played. I see people, you know, people still can find music, and I'm so blessed to be able to even still make music for a living. So. Uh-huh. And, you know, at this it. time as well, when there are so many avenues where people can find the music that they want to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, 
absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Nashville hit singer-songwriter and member of the Pistolanis, Ashley Monroe, here on the Mulberry Lane Show. So now your latest solo album was Sparrow that was released in 2018. So what drives your music most? Are you more focused on lyrics, melody, you know, feelings? It's so interesting because I've always been exactly reflective of like where my life is and when I'm processing, when I write. But I don't think about it like that. I'll just, I'll start like picking up on melodies. And I've always heard it the same, like early in the morning, a lot of melodies will come to me and I don't know, it's hard to explain, but I'll hear some words kind of in there as well. And looking back through all my records, I'm like, okay, like a rose. I think I was processing. That's where I was in my life. That was perfect reflection. And You can look back now and kind of see where you were. Yeah. Uh And then now it's so interesting because I'm really excited to put out, I've been on a writing spree since Sparrow. Sparrow was like a rebirth to me because I was pregnant Uh when I recorded that album and I felt like I really let go. I really let go of some things that needed to be forgiven even in myself some things that needed to be grieved and moved on from or you know it's interesting how when you are pregnant you do reflect on things because i know i used to get really nervous for singing but after i had my baby that all went away my first child isn't that funny how the things that you care about so since i've had dalton the songs that i'm writing are these oh my gosh i just can't wait to put it out it's just like i'm I'm basking in the joy that I feel in my heart, and I haven't felt this in a long time, this uh-huh. innocence. And so these melodies that I'm hearing now in songs has a whole other feel that's never been really shown okay. before. So all that to say, Sparrow felt like the beginning. Okay, so and this, this like, is taking you like to the next chapter. Yes. Oh, that's so exciting. I can feel it in your voice. Oh, oh my gosh, I know. I'm very, like, I can always tell when it's right, because I'll hear melodies, I'll wake up, and I can't even focus i'll have to go to my closet and try to find the chords and these new melodies it's like and you can't wake the sleeping kid either right i know all of my voice memos are like (laughs) 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 like the softest noise i can make with getting a melody across but at least you got him down though (laughs) i love love that exactly So now your hobby is pitcher for White Sox. So do you guys ever compare? Are there similarities between like the craziness of the music business and a sports career? Yeah, and he's retired now. You know what we talk about a lot? What is interesting is that a lot of baseball players, they have walk-on songs, you know, when they're up at bat or whatever. Oh, yes. so it's interesting because when he listens to music, he can be like, oh, that was so-and-so's walk-on song. Uh-huh. Or like, it's so interesting. And they sit around their locker room and listen to music, whereas I see musicians out here with their football you know, all their sports stuff. And they're, and, watching and they're getting distracted by the sports. Like yes. Yeah. But like, <laughs> like they're both like tuning into each other in each other's world and very like, it's just interesting how it ties together. But yeah, I think that sports fans are a little meaner than country music okay. fans, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like if I missed a note or something, hopefully someone wouldn't like boo me and cuss me out. Right. But, you know, sports is a different thing. I'm so grateful that he had um, baseball in his life. That's how I met him in Chicago. And it's pretty cool. I think that Dalton, our son, will definitely be very proud of that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dalton's going to have some choices. He's got sports. He's got music. I know. <laughs> he's going to have so the walk-on crazy. song. And Maybe he can sing his own walk-on yeah. song. He's going to write it, too. <laughs> Maybe. He's publishing. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more from Nashville hit singer-songwriter Ashley Monroe, Pistol Annie's, right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. I'm hell on hill, say what you will. I've done made it. 
guys, Rachel here. Just want to give you a personal invitation to get in on more sister fun music and highlights from the radio show. You can head on over to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, The Mulberry Lane Show. We love having you here and we'd love to meet you over there for more positivity, creativity, and true connection. Your creative fueling station, The Mulberry Lane Show. Glad you're here with us. I'm Bo, here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie. It's all about girl power right now, right here on The Mulberry Lane Show. Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter and one-third of the country trio, Pistol Annie's, is here with you on your weekend, telling you all about the upcoming concert and her take on women in country music. Let's get back right now with Ashley Monroe. So now your second album, I want to go back to that one, was produced by Vince Gill. So what did you learn from Vince? You know, Vince produced uh, Like a Rose, and he produced The Blade. Okay. But I've known him since I was 15 years old, and obviously grew up listening to him, and I mean, that holding voice. him up on such yeah. a pedestal. I knew how good he was even when I was really little. I mm-hmm. knew his guitar playing was exceptional. I knew how exceptional he was, and then I met him, and then I just couldn't believe it. I still, I still get starstruck. I swear, I, every time I see him, because <laughs> patient, he is as good as it gets, well, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... He's taught me so many lessons, actually. I showed up at his house ball and crying before, and <laughs> he prayed with me. Like he's, wow. But he also has taught me things as, as important and subtle as, like, well, I remember one time he sat me down in his studio. He played me um, Boulder to Birmingham by Amy Lou, and he was just talking about how, like, listen, how she, like, will pull a lick out, like a vocal lick out just here and there. Like, and I kind of studied him, how he sings, and he'll sing the melody, the melody, and then out of the blue, they'll come Ah, you know, uh-huh. there'll come something that's yes. like, oh. So I feel like that he kind of showed me subtly without, like, saying it, like, just because you can do a lit, don't do it every note. Like, I feel like I watched uh-huh. him sing, like, confidently and so pure and then, like, tastefully pull out these Right, tricks. almost how to make it so, special. <laughs> yeah, select- yeah, selective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so, he's so, an important human being in my life. Oh, that's sure. so neat. So, now, how did the Pistol Landings, how did you guys come together? I was on Columbia Records, Sony, at the time when I was, like, 18. Mm-hmm. And Miranda had signed. I think she had just put out Kerosene. So she was on the road, you know, like, big time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I thought she was so cool and so pretty. But she was kind of like, oh, my God, another blonde singer. And apparently was not impressed. But then she heard my record, Satisfied, my first record. And then she said I could be your friend. So she texted me and was like, I love this record. Oh my God, you're so good. Oh my God, can we hang out? So we met up like a few weeks after she texted me initially. And then it was so weird because it was just like, I don't remember us ever not hanging out really after that. Just like we were connected. So you guys really did connect. Yeah, big time. And so I had also, in the meantime, you know, when I was in Nashville, I would would do co-writes. And I'd heard of this girl, Angelina Presley, for a while that was from Kentucky and what amazing writer she was. So... I had a few dates with her and was just blown away. So me and Ange wrote by ourselves some. And then Randa and I, around that time, went on a camping trip. Like We brought an Airstream with us, went camping, <laughs> and dogs. And on that trip, I played her Angelina, and I just said, this woman is really exceptional. Her writing is, and voice is like nothing I've heard. So then we called her one night, and Miranda and I had written on that trip, we wrote, Boys from the South. We wrote Bad Example. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we wrote Your Sobriety. Okay. But we called her, and she says that she was asleep with her, like, I think at the time, two-year-old son. And I was like, hey, this is Ashley and Miranda. And Miranda's like, well, do you want to be in a band? Because as soon as Miranda heard her voice, she said, 
I think these songs that we're writing, I think this is a band. And I was like, I think you're right. It was kind of crazy and, looking back, magical, because right. who even does that? And, and when they do, <laughs> when does that work? You know? Exactly, right. exactly. Uh-huh. And, yeah, Wait. then we wrote Hell on Hills. And okay. On. Oh, wow. And then when you guys sang together, you yeah, had the blend, together, and, you know, that's so unusual to be able to sing that well together quickly. Yeah, I agree. It was kind of odd how our voices melted. We still feel that way. It is, speaking of, sister harmony, we feel to not be blood sisters. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to singer-songwriter Ashley Monroe, Pistol Annie's here on the Mulberry Lane Show. So before we let you go, we always like to leave our listeners with some advice, some life advice. And I think you're a good person to speak to about how to support women in whatever line of work that you're in and how to, you know, get past maybe the jealousies, how to solve disputes with other women. Give us some advice of how you guys in Pistol Annie's, how you get along and you get past whatever might happen between you guys. I think communication's key. I think you do have to talk to each other. I also think that you have to respect one another and really truly respect one another, whereas you don't see anybody above anybody else. You know, I think that I'm learning about ego and reading some of those Eckhart Tolle books. Oh, yes. And I think it's really accurate. And I'm really thinking that to be in the moment and to truly be with the people you're with and kind of let that stuff that just is just like your ego or voices in your head kind of talk. Let all that stuff go because it's not real. It's just noise. So I'm kind of training myself. That's just personally. But us three, we tell each other every single thing. (laughs) I mean, we we talk things through. And if the other one says, no, I don't think that's right, then we'll go, okay, that's all right. And you know what I mean? It's just kind of figure things out and then kind of let things go that need to be gone because normally that's where all the icky feelings come from. Mm -hmm. Yes, to let it go. And not let it fester. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And Ashley, thanks for joining the show. And next time you have something out, come back on. We'd love to chat and we'd love to talk more. I will. Thank you all so much. All right. Give give that baby a kiss. I will. (laughs) All right. Take care. That's Ashley Monroe of Pistol Annie's coming to the Pinnacle Bank Arena October 11th with Marin Morris and Miranda Lambert, who, of course, is also a member of Pistol Annie's. What a concert that's going to be. Girl power. We owe $400 to the boys in the band. Gas lights blinking on a broke-down band. Living on drugs, stop burgers and fries. Crossing our fingers for a vacancy sign. Well, who in the hell's going to pay these bills? One's drinking, one's smoking, one's taking pills. Okay, guys, well, this brings us to our favorite part of the show. This is Show Notes. Yes, and Show Notes is where you hear from us our favorite parts of the show, the parts of the show that we feel enrich your life the most and give you the best advice. Up first, you heard from one of the founding members of the Rock Sipper Group, Kansas, Rich Williams. And Allie, what did Rich say? Well, what Rich said really hits the hearts of these Midwestern girls, and I'm sure it's going to hit your heart too. He said, anyone who wants to do anything in any field coming from the Midwest, know that inside of you, you have some values that people from other places really don't have. And it's to your advantage, and you've got to be proud of it. He said, people might snicker and say, oh, you're from Kansas or wherever. But he said, it's an advantage to you. And if people doubt your abilities, it's really their mistake. Did you hear that? It's their mistake. (laughs) So he said, own where you're from. Be proud of it. Keep your head down and keep working. And you will be noticed as someone who can be counted on and will follow through. So big high fives to Rich Williams for these words. And there's nothing like 
being so proud of where you're from than to actually name your band Kansas. <laughs> yes, they're very proud of their Kansas roots. All right, guys, then you heard from Nashville singer, songwriter, and hit maker and Grammy nominee Ashley Monroe. Now, Ashley's a member of Pistol Annie's, and being on this all girl tour, she had some good words to say about women supporting women. She said, Communication is so key. You have to respect one another, really, truly respect one another, and don't put anyone above anyone else or anyone below anyone else. As part of the Pistol Annie, she says they tell each other everything. And she says they figure things out. And if they decide it's not right, they let it go, let it be gone. And she says if you hold on to it, that's where the icky feelings are. So get rid of those icky feelings by letting it go. That feels good. You can already feel that weight being lifted. Uh (laughs) Okay, guys. Well, that brings to a close another episode of the Mulberry Lane Show. We will be right here waiting for you. Same time, same place next weekend. Guys, we're already counting the days. Bo. Stay happy and stay blessed. Allie. Don't forget to be awesome. Rachel. That's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah.